0: This is episode number 44 with Tamsin Fidel, the Emmy Award winning journalist and author of The New Single. Welcome to the Good Life Coach Podcast. I am your host, Michelle Lamoureux. The intention of this show is to awaken you to your fullest potential. Join me each week for inspiring interviews to elevate an area of your life as well as interviews with women entrepreneurs who are creating success on their own terms. Each episode provides actionable tips to guide you to design a life you love. Hey there, and welcome back to season two of the Good Life Coach podcast. I have such a great lineup this fall, starting with today's guest, Tamsin Fidel, who is a 12-time Emmy Award-winning TV anchor in New York City. Now, Tamsin has appeared on the Today Show, Good Morning America, Lifetime, A&E, and many other media outlets. And she also hosts Broadway Profiles, as well as another show called Changemakers. And if that doesn't keep her busy enough, she also is involved in many charitable organizations and co-owns a jewelry company with her actress cousin, Shannon Elizabeth. But The reason Tamsin's on the show today is to talk about another hat that she wears, which is as an author. She wrote a book called The New Single, Finding, Fixing, and Falling Back in Love with Yourself After a Breakup or Divorce. And she wrote the book to help women emerge from a big life change with confidence, grace, and a recipe for self-care. So I asked Tamsin to come on the show and talk about the valuable lessons from her book, which... I loved, because it was like getting advice from your best girlfriend. Because of her celebrity status in New York City, Tamsin's own divorce was very public and very painful. And so she wrote this book as a way to pass on what she learned, not just to share what helped her get back to feeling herself, but how to really love yourself. So in just a 30-minute interview, we cover so much We talk about her start in journalism, but then we dive right into her book with strategies for getting you through the first 90 days after a breakup, how to make your home feel like yours again if you choose to stay in the same home that you once shared with your ex, how to get back into the dating world, how Tamsin got out of $100,000 in debt that was caused by her divorce, and so much more. So before we get into the actual episode, I want to let you know that Tamsin has generously offered three copies of her book for my listeners. So if you're interested in winning a free copy for yourself or for a friend, if you're already on my email list, then today you've received an email from me in your inbox, and all you have to do is reply, I'm interested in the new single. The new single is the name of the book. And if you're not yet part of my community, all you have to do is go to thegoodlifecoach.com forward slash 044 for today and sign up for the email list. And once you put in your email and join, you'll immediately get a welcome email from me in your inbox. And all you have to do is reply to that same thing. I'm interested in the new single. I do want to note that the book can only be mailed within the United States, so if you've won, I'll let you know by email, and I'll get your contact information, and then Tamsin's PR people will send you a copy of her book. So thank you, Tamsin, for that, and let's get into the show. Hi, Tamsin. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. So I'm so excited to dive into your beautifully written book, the new single, Finding, Fixing and Falling Back in Love with Yourself After a Breakup or Divorce. I loved your book. Oh, thank you. Uh, but, you know, so I love kicking it off, though, first with getting a little backstory about my guest because I think the women listening like to understand how somebody ended up in the career they're in. So what brought you into the world of journalism? You know I, I
1: think uh, from a very young age I've always enjoyed stories of people and that was um, that was a big a big part of it and you know in school I studied all, you know, all different things as you do and I wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to do, but I knew I liked um, people. People mm, stories, yeah. and I, and I think that that's what keeps me still so excited about it today. Is I, you know, I love hearing stories of people creating, changing their lives, mm. you know, inspiring. So, uh, I, you know, I anchor the news, and I am on the air talking about the day to day news. But what I, you know, what I really enjoy are those human interest stories because I think that's what helps us evolve.
0: It's so true. And in addition to anchoring the news, you're also a producer, executive producer of a program called Broadway Profiles. And right, another right. one called Makers, where you're interviewing people who are creating success and helping evolve and do interesting things in unique ways. But I think, you know, what would be kind of interesting is if you could take us into the day in the life, because I think you have a very public profile. People see you on TV, but we don't know what it's like behind the scenes. Could you tell oh, us a little gosh. bit about, well, what is it? Yeah. What's a typical yeah. day like for you with all of the different things that you're juggling?
1: Um, you know, it's, it's interesting. I, I get up early. I'm an early riser. I used to do the morning news. And so I think I get used to that. So I don't get up quite as early, which used to be 2:30 in the morning, Whoa. but, um, I'm up, I'm up now, which I consider sleeping in about eight o'clock in the morning. Hmm. Um, get a workout in. I love yoga and Pilates. And you probably new, the yoga from the book Pilates is a new addition to me, but that kind of helps get my mind a little clear. And, um, and then, you know, I do some writing cause I think that's important. I can't always do it cause I get writer's block like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I kind of, you know, I figure out the day, the Broadway profile show is something that's airing monthly right now across the country. Mm-hmm. And we're excited about that cause we're picking up more markets as we go and wow. hoping one day to be weekly if possible. Wow. And yeah. So, uh, I don't know, fingers crossed on that. And then, you know, a, a day in the, life really is I, lo- I love new york city i walk around a lot uh, enjoy central park whenever i can and with regard to the the two segments one's a segment for wpix and one is the actual show but there are interviews that come up during the week so i do about two interviews before i go into work and then i hit the door of the um station around two o'clock and two thirty, I have my first meeting of the day for the five and six o'clock news. Wow. And then, um, I do those. And then I also do the 10 PM newscast. And so that's just constantly, you know, figuring out what's going on, what's important, how the story changed or evolved talking with the producers and the reporters, mm. uh, editors. And then, um, you know, my weekends are, are my own for the most mm-hmm. part. I tried to get out of town when I can. And then, uh, you know, I try to get the show produced <laughs> to the Broadway Profile show produced, but we have a good team and we have some uh, fun Broadway actors to be able to interview. So that's always so nice.
0: fun. Wow. So that's a busy day. Yeah, <laughs> You do more in one day than busy. most people do in a week. My goodness. Okay. So in addition to that, though, so in addition to anchoring the five, the six, the 10 o'clock news, you're also mm-hmm. the author of three books and right. your most recent, the new single that we talked about, mm-hmm. um, beautiful book. Um, Thank you. What inspired you to to write the book?
1: You know, I, I get asked that a lot. And I, I guess I think, and now that I look back on it initially, I thought I needed to you know, get a lot of words out. I really think I I looked out there for something that would make sense to me because I was going back and kind of um, misremembering the past, romanticizing the past of my uh, relationship. Because even if you think you're, uh, okay, and you're good with the divorce and you're ready to go, and this is not working, it's still not easy when you're sitting at home on a Saturday night by yourself or you're, you know, dinner for one, standing up at the counter in your kitchen. I think I needed a roadmap of sorts, uh, in my own life. And I found out that there were some little actions and attitudes that really worked for me. And I, I don't know. I I put. I wrote some of them down. Some of them I still use. A lot of them I still use today, quite frankly. And I thought that they were interesting. And I knew that there were a lot of people that were going through divorces at the time. And um, there was nothing out there for me. I didn't want to learn how to date again. I wanted to learn how to love myself again. Love that. And um, so that's what I wrote.
0: I love that. And the book really is all about loving yourself and taking care of yourself, which is at the heart of what part of the show is about is really encouraging women to own their lives and live their best life. And Mm -hmm. oftentimes we have a hard time doing that. So I would say this book is even for anyone going through any major transition. But that being said, since there is such a deep pain that comes from the loss of a relationship, especially if it's a divorce, a woman can feel like she can't get back up again. She's just too distraught. So you have a chapter called Survival Mode: The First Ninety Days. And I thought this was right. genius. Can you talk about what this is and how a woman can put it into action?
1: Yeah, I think it was really important for me. you know, I'm I not under any um illusion that you know you're going to be able to change things very quickly, but I thought it it took me about a good year to just kind of start to feel balanced again, not even normal, but just kind of get it together. And so I thought, well, for me, I needed a kind of something finite and organized. I'm good with charts and I'm good with, you know, beginnings and endings and dates. And so for me, it was a kind of 90 day increments that I gave myself. And, you know, the first 90 days was really, really important when I finally kind of realized that, wow, I'm, I'm divorced. I'm going to be the Mm -hmm. new single. I'm, I'm single again. And, um, I called it the new single because I I think it's, it's a new type of single, you know, not, Mm -hmm. I wasn't the one I was when I was, you know, 18 or 26 or 30 years old. It's a, a single that has been through a lot of things and, um, and is getting back out there. So for the first 90 days, I I said, you know, be the architect of your life and start Mm -hmm. building from the inside uh, because that's what I needed to do. So it's, it's, uh, where I began. I started removing different obstacles, whether it was, uh, you know, things that were in my path every day. I'd walk in and see a picture we bought together when we were away, or I saw the bed we slept in that shouldn't be there anymore. I, I really had to remove some of those things. And then I had to figure out who I was when I was, uh, you know, looking at myself, I wanted, I wanted to make a change, but I didn't know who I was anymore. I had constantly, you know, I was, I was a wife. I was, um, with somebody all the time. And, and this was, a new person. So I said, you know, think of it as you're just kind of serving the surroundings again. And that's what I did because that's what you would do when you survive, right? You figure out what you have mm-hmm. and figure out what you need in order to survive. And, um, and the, the part of the book, I guess that was a little interesting to a lot of people was the fact that I had recipes in it and workout, <laughs> uh, things and hair tips. I and took notes like, on the Whoa. hair stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. They said, why would that people would say, why would that go in a, in a book about dating and divorce. And I said, because the book's not about dating and divorce. The book is about, you know, figuring out who you are again. And that was what was super, super important. So those first 90 days were about that. They were about finding a new routine, um, figuring out your path, planning your time, being very organized because uh, I think that, that that's just critical if you're going to survive anything at all, mm-hmm. whether it's a job loss, whether it's empty nest, whether it's uh, a divorce, a breakup. I mean, you name it, any kind of loss or life change that we go through, you've got to have a plan to be able to get to the next step.
0: It's so true. And by chunking it down into 90 days, it doesn't feel as overwhelming. You just, you're giving yourself right. a shorter time frame, like, okay, I'm just going to get to this time. And then I'm going to reevaluate. It feels way more doable. You know, it's interesting. You wrote in the book, you know, people ask you all sorts of questions like, how are you doing? Did you do the right thing? What did you learn? And you said, but no one ever asked me the most important question. How did you take care of yourself through your breakup? And that's Mm -hmm. the heart of this book. It's really about taking care of yourself.
1: Well, and I think that that's what we all fail to do. I mean, we do, whether we're, um, you know, career women or moms, we're, you know, we're single, we're trying to get a job again, whatever it is, we, we often as women, men do it too. But as women, we really forget to take care of ourselves. And it is something where you need a constant, constant reminder, because once it's too far gone, it's, you know, you, you
0: need a roadmap to get back together. It's so true, and I have to tell you, m- one of my favorite chapters was "Unclutter Your Life, Declutter Your Heart." Oh. <laughs> so I loved thank this. I it's was mine like, too, actually. It yeah. is. I was like, "Oh, this yes. is so good." So you talked about. Can you take us into? So you you give a lot of great tips, but you talk about oh, what you did you you. in your bedroom, your kitchen. I'm still thinking about the red poppy. I don't know if you still have that. Yes, and your wardrobe. Yeah, I mean, I so tell us it, actually, about this. But I
1: need to do my my wall again. Um, so you know,
0: I I really did change things because I had to. I
1: was a declutter person before uh, you know, there was the Marie Kondo. I didn't have Marie Kondo. So I just had like whatever advice I could kind of figure out, but I really did make some changes. I was living in the same apartment. I couldn't, I was in a lot of debt. I couldn't afford to move somewhere else and I needed to kind of make things change. And that's what I did. And so the home was the easiest place for me to start. It's, you know, there's more of an absolute, um, you know, a, resp- a change you can actually see when you do that. And so the, the home was where I started. So I, you know, I'm a kind of a minimalist, so I wanted to make sure everything was very clean and, uh, and decluttered because my heart wasn't, you know, my heart was like a kind of a cluttered mess of memories and feelings and emotions. And so, so that was really, really important. I, um, I painted, I repainted my house. I had, um, a poppy in my wall. I, I changed my bedroom. Uh, I got rid of the bed. I just, I did anything that I could possibly do. And it's funny. I've actually gone back and looked at old pictures and I went, wow, I wasn't half bad at some of that. I don't even, you know, I didn't even, I didn't have money to spend. So I was kind of doing it myself. Um, um, I had, it was poppy red that I remember getting in and I thought, oh my goodness, this is going to be just a mess when I open this can of paint. But I had a beautiful kind of Italian red kitchen at that point. I had slate gray in my closets. I had a chalkboard column in my, in the corner of my house so I could just write thoughts whenever I wanted. And then I um, repainted furniture that I had gotten. So it looked different. So I had blue furniture. So I don't know. I, I tried, <laughs> I I did the best I could, but it it was important for me um, for things to look very different and important for me to get rid of any signs of something that wasn't going to, you know, serve me anymore, make me happy or help me grow. And the house was where I found that I started.
0: Yeah, I thought it was genius. And the truth is that everything carries energy. So if you walk Mm -hmm. into that space and all it does is scream and remind you of the past, that's just going to just bring you down. So the fact that you you know, redid the bedroom. I thought that was so smart, you know, got the new bed, new linens. Yes, of all places and the wardrobe. You talk about getting Mm -hmm. rid of, you know, maybe a dress that you wore on a significant evening night out with that person. And I thought, wow, that's really powerful because if it's constantly reminding you, it it doesn't allow for the space in your heart to do the work that it needs to do to come back Mm -hmm. to yourself, which is what the goal is. So it
1: it really is. I also, um, you know, I did have the poppy color in my kitchen and I had a big painting of a, it was a picture of a poppy field. It was in Italy, I think, which mm. I love you traveling and you probably know that from the book, but it was just like this big red poppy and it just made me feel very powerful. And I, I, Mm. I think that that's just, I don't know. It was just very important to me for whatever reason. So I think you have to surround yourself with things that make you smile, make you happy and make you feel good.
0: Yes, absolutely. And I love that idea of feeling powerful by seeing an image. So that's what you want to do. You want to empower yourself, which I know you're all about anyway, empowering women. So, And actually, as somebody who's been a couple for a long time with my husband, I was thinking about right. how we brought furniture into our home when we moved to San Diego. What did we keep? What did we get rid of? What did we right. merge? What's a little bit more masculine? Where, where did I maybe compromise? Is there an area that I maybe want to redo now. So I I just loved it. I love that. So um, thank you. Yeah. So, so powerful. So um, Tamsin, I'm wondering, you know, there are going to be women out there who have to stay connected to their ex, right? So Mm -hmm. there may be children involved. You shared a business. Maybe you separated all of that after, but you also had a public divorce because of your celebrity Mm -hmm. status being on television every day, which, you know, there's just various layers that can be involved, including maybe the person had an affair. So you may have to stay connected to this person you once loved and it might hurt so badly. So how can you, like, what strategies can you offer to help a woman stay focused on herself, loving herself, connecting to herself when she maybe keep getting re-triggered? Like, right, right. Maybe she did the house, but now she has to interact. So what strategies can we offer up?
1: I mean, I think there's some important things. And I, and I think that this was the biggest one that I, you know, I didn't, I didn't realize like he was never going to provide me closure. And that was something that was so, so important for me to figure out. And it it took me a long time because I thought, well, if I can get one more sentence in, Mm -hmm. if I could ask one more question, if I could, if I could, you know, turn something in another way, so I don't think of it that way. So I had to really look into myself for that and to, to make it feel right. I, um, interviewed uh, some moms for the book, obviously, because I thought it was really important. I don't, Mm. I don't have children myself. And um, so I couldn't speak to that. And I didn't want to try to do that because I don't think that that's fair to somebody that has children to try to speak for them. But, you know, obviously that is something that you have to work out and you have to talk about and you have to be good for, you know, for the kids. And so, so for that, I kind of give it over to moms out there that, that would understand what their children need and what they need to communicate. But, you know, that can't be the excuse for, you know, uh, exchanging, you know, dropping kids off, and then exchanging some kind of words and some kind of sparring at the mm. same time. Like it, ha- you have to keep that in perspective. Um, the financial issues. I, you know, he and I had to talk for a very long time about financial issues, and I noticed every time we did it, it was a, it was a war. Mm. It, and I would say, just this one, this question. I'm just going to ask you this one question. How could you? So I had to start going through an attorney and a mediator, um, and then an accountant to try to to make things right because I. I couldn't do that just one more thing, uh, without doing that. I I think that, you know, if if you don't look for them for closure Mm -hmm. and you realize you have to pay attention to what you need and it goes back to caring for yourself, you will realize every time you're around that person, if there's fighting going on, there could just be, you know, simple sadness. Like there's a lot of different emotions that divorce evokes. And, um, You've you've got to be able to know that you have to come back to yourself and take care of yourself. And if you feel that hot feeling inside, you feel Mm -hmm. that anger inside, you know, there's so many emotions and, and physical feelings that come up with that. And you've got to figure out what will work for you. I
0: say the least contact, the best, mm. unless
1: you have a situation where you have children that you've got to talk about.
0: Yeah, that's so good. And I think we've all been there with the closure. I just need, sure. like you said, just one, one more thing. one more thing and then I'll be fine. Yes. One more. Oh, but yes. then now there's one more thing. And so, yeah, yeah, that's that's so wise. Um, you did mention debt. So I, I know from your mm-hmm. book and reading more about you that you were in, was it $100,000 worth of debt? It was $100,000 of debt, yeah. So, yeah, I we, could oh, sorry, I, I could see this could actually easily happen when you merge bank accounts and credit cards. Sure. So, yeah, so what's a way to get out of that? I mean, to get out of the debt itself or um to not have that in the first place? I well, guess I think those are two different things. You're totally right. I mean, I guess both in some way. what where would you? yeah, start? yeah. I mean, look. I think if I were ever to go back and do it again, uh,
1: you know, there I would not. I would keep things very, very separate. I just didn't, you know. I took after what my parents did. My parents were like, mm-hmm. you get married, you stay married, yeah. and that wasn't what happened. I was the first divorce in my family, and so I, um, I followed what they did, and I didn't understand it at all when it came to, you know, getting out of the debt. I really. I had to pay attention and my, my breakup left me broke and, you know, it it should not do that. And I really had to kind of chart a course and and figure out what I needed to do uh, with regard to getting out of debt. And I was saving and I was paying attention and I was trying to find the right people to surround myself with, to understand money. Uh, Amanda Steinberg is the founder of mm, dailyworth.com yeah. and at the time gave me a lot of advice because there are a lot of women who are divorced that are really, really struggling. Uh, and I had a very, very difficult time. I was on my credit report constantly. Mm-hmm. I was moving things around until I would whittle down one credit card and another. Um, I, I always, I, I mean, I've seen a couple of people do this, um, which is like, I'm already in this much debt. What difference does another $2,000 make? What difference does not, What difference does it make? It's already 20000 a, And so I, I have to say, I was very, very cognizant of the fact that I didn't want it to get worse just because I felt like giving up so many different times. And, uh, you know, I did all sorts of things. I did extra jobs. I did extra, you know, gigs. I did anything wow. that I could to try to pay things off. I just, my advice because I never know what situation someone is in is not get so discouraged where you give up on it and just get yourself into a deeper situation because there are people that are experts at it that can help you move through that a little bit better
0: yeah who did you find that were was critical in terms of your self-care and nurturing as part of your team so it sounds like you reached out to Amanda was it a therapist like who do you think needs to be on that team
1: yeah. You know, I, I had a therapist again, like I didn't even have the money. So everything was, who do mm. I have that my insurance will pay for that? I can just go to, I, I worked with a therapist through a, a lot of things. I did a lot of working out and self-reflection. I talked with friends a lot, mm. the ones that were you know, a very small circle of them. I didn't bring it into work because that was always a, a big concern of mine just because it was pretty public mm. um, money and financial was a, was a really big part of it. And then I think I also did a lot of soul searching with people who, you know, the, the few people that, that knew me well and enough mm-hmm. to figure out what I wanted to do next. Cause I think you're, re- you're re-identifying who you are, you know, you're trying to connect with yourself again, figure out who you are, establish boundaries with your ex, establish boundaries at work. So you're not water cooler, so, you know, conversation. Mm-hmm. So I, I kept my circle small, but I feel like I w- equipped myself kind of with the right team.
0: I think it's important to just say that a year out, you were getting a promotion, like your life was really turning around. Cause I think it's going to yeah. help other women listening know that, you know, With the debt, gosh, that was another layer of pain that was being added. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. the fact that, you know, taking those 90-day increments and just keep going, that things will turn around. They will absolutely turn
1: They they really will. And I, cause there, there are those days where you're,
0: you come home and I,
1: I remember I came home a couple of times to my apartment empty cause I got rid of so much stuff on my own. Mm. And, and I just went, oh my gosh, this is my life. You're 40 mm. something. You don't have children. You have two dogs. You have no furniture. You have no money. You have a job, but nobody really knows everything that's going on. They just know what they read in the paper. And, mm. uh, how did I get here? But I, I, that's why the 90 days and bit by bit and, you know, a little bit at a time was really important to me and doing things that were tangible things that you could see a difference, you know, whether it was as stupid as painting a wall or, you know, walking in the park or, um, just trying not to lose that, uh, sense of self. And I just built and built about, and I wrote a lot too. Mm. I wrote down a lot of my achievements so I could actually see those. Really and um, yeah, and like you said, I was on a morning show where I wasn't sure what was going to happen. It was a little unstable mm. to moving into the evening to then taking an opportunity with Broadway where I wasn't even getting paid at that point. Wow. I was just loved it so much. And I wanted to just have something different going on in my life, you know, because we had a business together. So a lot of my time had been spent on that and it was hard to, you know, it was hard to give that up.
0: Yeah. Wow. Um, so congrats for all that. And I think it's going to inspire oh, other you. women listening to this. So, I hope you know, so. yeah, it totally will. And, you know, at some point, some of these women listening are going to go, I do want to get back out there. And one of the things that I loved in your book, too, is how you talk about how we take red flags and turn them into pink mm-hmm. flags. Can you talk about this? Yeah, you know, I mean,
1: I I definitely did it. I I think that you know we say things like, oh, it was such a red flag, and we know it's a red flag. But what we did was kind of change the conversation. When I met my ex originally, he was in no position to be in a relationship, and I was, and I said, well, he said he gave his wife the house because they got divorced. Mm. He didn't give his wife the house; he lost the house. You know, there were there were so many things that I made look a little bit better than they were. Mm. And I think that we often do that. We'll say, well, he didn't. He didn't call uh, and didn't show up for the date, but he was probably really busy or he was, you know, we get, we give excuses. I mean, the pink flags are just kind of a funny way of saying it, but we uh-huh. really do give excuses to ourselves. We, we do it to ourselves mm-hmm. and then we get angry at ourselves. In retrospect, if, if you go back and look at whether it's romance or whether it's job or whether it's a friendship, mm-hmm. you kind of know your gut tells you. And if you really, really listen to your gut, you, uh, and don't waver from that, you'll usually make the right decision. Yeah.
0: So smart. Thank you for that. (laughs) I love that. It's
1: true. It's hard for us to do that though. You know, it it is hard. It's, um, you know, the, the neat thing about my, my situation was, um, he loved to jump without nets. Well, mm. I knew like in my my core, of course, that's probably not the always going to work. Yeah. And I went, oh, it's the greatest thing ever. Mm. You know, people say sometimes the thing you love about somebody is what you wind up hating about them. But mm-hmm. I think that this is the thing that you are aware of about somebody is probably the truth.
0: Yeah, it's your gut is trying to talk to you, but you're like, oh, mm-hmm. no, it's not that bad. No, it's fine. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We've all been there. (laughs) We've all been there. Um, So self-care is a huge part of your book. It's now Mm -hmm. a huge part of your life. I'm just going to list your author, producer, Mm 12-time Emmy Award winning journalist and anchor, executive producer, two shows. You co-founded a jewelry company with your actress Mm -hmm. cousins, Shannon and Elizabeth, and you do charitable work. So yes. (laughs) We're, okay. Tell us a morning, evening routine. How do you incorporate all like this wellness, this self-care in your life?
1: Um, you know, that's the most important thing for me, to be honest. Like I said, mm. I get up early. I probably miss a little, uh, a little too much sleep, but it's important to me to do that. Um, I get up early and I make sure either I'm walking in the park. Pilates has become my new obsession. Um, so I do a, a ton of that. And then I work out at the gym and I just I just try to make sure I get that done, um, you know, four to five days a week to just make sure it's done. And so I do it on the weekends. So then during the week I have only two or three days to do that. So right now it's like Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. So, and everything with me is scheduled. Like my whole calendar is this most crazy person scheduling, but, um, but that's what I do because I think that that's the most important. If my head is not right, then nothing else is going to work. And the thing that helps me to make my head right is to make sure that's taken care of first. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I still, I full disclosure, you know, see a therapist to talk to somebody to make sure that I don't ever get back into those, um, Mm -hmm. into a, into a place where I don't make, haven't made peace with the past and, um, I'm practicing self-care. And I think that that's part of it for me.
0: Yeah. And it's everything actually. And we're, it's something Mm -hmm. we need to continue to work on as women. So again, it'll inspire other people hearing, knowing how busy your schedule is that you make time for it and it can happen. So thank you. Um, before we wrap up Tamsin, can you leave the women listening with your three best tips on how to live a good life?
1: Oh, gosh, I feel like there's so many of these days that I want to, I want to just like tell everybody everything that I've learned. Um, I think the first thing, especially if you're going through a divorce is um, what I said, make peace with the past. I think that that is, that is super important because you're not going to go anywhere when you're looking backwards. And um, that goes with what I was saying, like uh, stop misremembering it and start romanticizing the future and really looking forward. You know, people say that they do the um, boards, you know, to, to inspire them, Mm -hmm. or they, um, they believe that, you know, if they put something out in the universe, I really I really do believe that it is important to look forward decide what it is you want and go after that and not leave, and not leave it up to chance and for me it was little things I, I would write down uh, you know, I'm a big list person so I'd write mm. down just to get out of bed get out of bed in the morning you know uh, walk the dog you know make coffee um, write down what you want and that list gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger as you go forward and then finally I I um, like to say uh, live your someday today we oftentimes mm. say,
0: oh, someday I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get to that. And I I, I feel like my someday
1: is here. And so I'm trying to do that. I'm trying to live my someday today.
0: Oh, I love that so much. Thank you so much. And for your Thank beautiful you. book, this has been such a great conversation. Where can I direct people to learn more about you? Um, Well, TamsinFidel.com. I have my website there. And then you can follow
1: me on social media at Tamsin Fidel anytime. And then uh, my book is the new single. So I really appreciate the opportunity. I always like to talk about this because if it helps or inspires one person, it makes me very
0: happy. Oh, I know you've definitely inspired many women today, including me. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you. I really hope you enjoyed that conversation. I mean, most of us at some point have been through a breakup. But I think a divorce adds a whole nother layer of pain, especially if there's children involved or some other reason that keeps you connected to that person. And so we covered some of my favorite parts of her book, but the book goes into way more depth. So if you or somebody you know would benefit from it, I would encourage you to go get a copy. Thank you again for tuning in and would love to hear any feedback you have over at thegoodlifecoach.com forward slash 044. Feel free to leave a comment or your favorite takeaway. And as always, thank you for joining me and I look forward to reconnecting next Wednesday. Bye for now.